0: hello this is harrison kim and you're listening to working with people by PaveStep. the working with people podcast is for executives managers and people leaders we bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset your talent we have marlene here with us today how are you
1: I'm very well. Thank you for having me here.
0: Absolutely. Where are you calling in from?
1: I'm calling in from Amsterdam. So it's pretty far away. Awesome. In the Netherlands.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a very, very interesting topic. Um, something that you're passionate about. Something that uh, we've we've personally talked about recently as well, right? In terms of our employees and how we can Really resolve and recognize conflict in the workplace right, and I think, especially in the remote environment, this has become a a pretty interesting topic for a lot of us, but before we do that, tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Okay, sure I will, so my name is Marlene. I was born and raised in Europe. Um, I went to law school in the Netherlands and in the United States, I took the New York bar and I actually worked as a lawyer in New York for a while before moving back to the Netherlands again. Um, In New York, I worked for one of those really big New York, high-powered firms working mostly on mergers (laughs) and acquisition deals. And um, I really saw the impact people made in organizations. So basically, whether a merger or an acquisition was successful was not because of my brilliant advisory work, but very much about the people that work there. And that's what sparked my interest in the human side of business and my own personal development journey. So that led to my mission to empower leaders to live and give their full potential. And I was trained by Marshall Goldsmith and um, I hold a coaching certificate from INSEAD, one of the premier business schools in Europe. And I now work as a mediator and a leadership coach.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So let's get right into it. it how do you, you know, when, when you think about conflicts, right, in the workplace, um, why do they arise and how do they arise?
1: Well, interestingly enough, most of the of the conflicts arise because of bad leadership. What you see very often is that leaders are promoted because of their technical skills but not because of their managerial skills it can also Hmm. be that they have um, blind spots and that they lack a mirror of people telling them um, what they're doing wrong in their leadership skills and then finally leaders can be either self-absorbed or even narcissistic and that doesn't (laughs) contribute to a very healthy culture within an organization. So that's probably the most important reason for conflicts that arise in in the workplace. And the way you see it then is that there is a fight about resources. So either Mm. time, money, or people, because they will want to work with the most skilled, the most talented people. So that's another way that conflicts arise. Another way, again, um, when you look at it differently, and if you look more between peers, conflicts arise is because lots of assumptions about what is expected from them, what they expect from other people, and people tend to Mm. interpret meaning out of behavior that they see. So there's a lot of assumption there. And I think there are two more reasons that conflicts arise. One is because people don't get recognized for the work they do. So they don't feel appreciated. Or there's an uneven recognition. And that goes back to the bad leadership again. Because what you can see is that sometimes leaders will really support some of their employees, but not all of them. So they will treat them unequally. And that then results in people feeling threatened. right? And when you feel threatened, which can be physical, but it can be psychologically or socially as well, it registers in the same way in your brain. So what happens is you go into your fight, flight, or freeze mode, and then you don't have your full set of capabilities anymore you lose your creativity, you lose your cognition, you lose your connection to other people. So you start behaving differently. And that's then what causes conflicts. So lots of different reasons. But a really important one is um, leadership within an organization.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And and what you're talking about, I think resonates a lot, probably with a lot of the listeners here. You know, when you think about the technical skills, um, you know, versus managerial skills that you just talked about, right? It's, this is something that comes up so often, right? Where, you know, a simple example of a salesperson who's great at, you know, selling uh, becomes a manager because the person is great at selling, (laughs) yet gets no, you know, experience or um, real training around how to manage people, right? Yes, it'll help that this person's been in those roles, but there are differences in terms of the skill sets.
1: Um, exactly and managerial skills are really quite different from technical skills so my advice is always to start coaching people to start training people in their managerial skills as early as possible
0: right right and when you talked about kind of the the leadership um you know doing certain things or behaving in certain ways right like you know the way the way I think about it is role modeling right like the power of role modeling I think that's extremely powerful for organizations
1: you're absolutely right. And that's the best thing you can do um, as a leader is to be a role model for the rest of the people within your organization. And that's one side. And the other side is try to empower people in your organization Mm -hmm. as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the last thing you mentioned around like the lack of fairness, or at least perceived fairness, right? Um, That is absolutely true. And I think I read a study, I think pretty recently around uh, performance management, which obviously this kind of ties into as well, and this is a, a, obviously a passion and topic that I'm closely tied to, where one of the biggest problems and dissatisfaction from employees come from the perceived, um, you know, lack of fairness in, in the in the you know program or system or how the decisions are made based on performance.
1: That's that's absolutely true, and and you may be familiar with the Scarf model, where the way to go from um, um a threatened state to reward state so one of the elements in there the f for fairness mm. so th- that's really really important and that will make people feel threatened again um if they feel either themselves or other people within the organization aren't treated fairly
0: yeah Yep. Yeah. absolutely absolutely so how do you recognize these conflicts, right? We've kind of talked about why they arise and what they kind of look like, right? But um, how do you really recognize it as a manager, as a leader, or isn't that even just as a peer, right? H- how do you recognize them? How do you solve them?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question, Harrison. So in, in the current times, it's even more difficult to recognize it because right. we're all working remotely. Um, so sometimes it's really easy because you hear that there is a conflict. So sometimes people will just tell you that there's a conflict, but that's not often the case. So what you do is you recognize a change in individual behavior or a change in interaction. So one of the things to always look at is what are the team dynamics within the group of people you work with? Does everybody interact really well with each other or is there just a small group that is always together, um, or maybe there's a large group with one or two people um, being left out. So that's something to monitor very closely always. And then there's always a telltale sign when behavior changes. So for example, if there's bullying going on, right, people start to withdraw So they don't participate in in team outings or they don't uh, participate actively anymore when there are team meetings, things like that. When you can actually see people withdraw, um, that's a really good sign. When there's a lack of interaction, um, which is a different way of, of looking at the withdrawal. And another one that's really strong is if you see any passive aggressiveness because then something is going on beneath the surface right so that's a good way to see it now another way to look at it is if there's a lack of safety in the organization Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is that people are afraid to make mistakes and what you see is that they start covering up mistakes so they don't own up to it they're afraid another sign is when people are talking about other people behind their backs. That's also a very important sign. So this is when you need to step in. So one of the things that I recommend in this time when everybody is working remotely is to spend more time on chit chat. Mm. Everybody is really effective and efficient right now. (laughs) So there's almost no time for, you know, the bantering you do around the coffee machine, uh, the simple questions, how was your weekend? Do you have any plans for the upcoming weekend? Um, What is troubling you? What are you working on? So the really easy thing, because that's like the lubricating oil that you need within the organization and ask questions, simply ask, how are you doing? and then actually listen to the answer. So rather than using it as, as a greeting, almost, <laughs> yeah. make it a real, real question.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah. something
1: that you can do.
0: Yeah. And, and you talk about this, you know, lack of like organic moments that we used to have in person, right? I think that's kind of what, you know, you're, you're referring to around the bantering and stuff. And it's important. That's what acts as like a, kind of a glue, if you will, like you mentioned. So um, that's really helpful.
1: Absolutely. That's very important. So then you asked me, what do you do when you know that there is a conflict? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So how, how can you solve it? Well, I always compare it to peeling an onion. It's like you're peeling away the layers, because first you have to establish what the conflict is all about. So always start by just asking very open questions and keeping an open mind. Don't assume you know what's going on because very often the real conflict is not what is visible on the outset. There's always something underneath it. So try to get there and don't be afraid of emotions because conflict is all about emotions. So if you're afraid um, to deal with emotions coming up then you have a problem because then you'll never get to really what the the source of the conflict is. When you start asking those questions make sure you get everything on the table. So no matter how long it takes keep asking those questions until you really get to the source and then empower parties to solve the issues themselves. So what you don't Mm. want to do is step in and solve it for them because they didn't learn anything. And the next time something happens, they will look at you to solve it again (laughs) for them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, as I said before, a lot of the conflicts arise because of leadership. Yeah. And if that is the source of the conflict, it is more difficult to solve because there's an unequalness between leadership and the other people in the team. So that's more difficult to solve. And then you may need to revert to outside help.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So outside mediators. Right, right. That makes sense. One other question for you. So I I think we've already talked and touched on this a little bit, but how do you prevent conflicts? Right? You know, in an ideal world, you know, you were a conflict-free zone. (laughs) I mean, that's that's obviously very idealistic. But you know, how do you prevent conflicts? You know, especially from a leader's perspective, how can you manage that?
1: Absolutely. So what you want to do first of all is improve your leadership, or develop your leadership from the start. And you can do that simply by training them in managerial skills, not only in technical skills. Um, Something else you could do is really invest in feedback, make sure you have a very good feedback culture within your organization. Maybe you can use 360 assessments. Um, Maybe you can use different methods to uncover the blind spots of those leaders so they can start working on them. And then finally, get a good coach to help your leaders develop Mm -hmm. themselves. So when I talk about improving communication, it can be really simple in choosing the appropriate instruments to communicate. Yeah, Because mostly people communicate by mail or maybe WhatsApp. And it all goes really, really quickly. So it's really easy to write something that maybe you didn't intend exactly the way you wrote it. Mm -hmm. And you never know how somebody is going to read it because they have their own filters. So I recommend either picking up the phone if that's possible and just talk to a person or maybe even when that's possible again, to just physically walk over to the person or meet each other to yep, talk yep. about that. So that really improves your communication. The other thing is don't assume you know what the other, the, the other person does or means. There's a very good expression and it's called Anna. And it's an acronym it means always ask never assume mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. check whether what you think is right because right. as i said initially uh, people assume things because they see certain behavior because they hear certain things and they assume that they know what the other person thinks most of the times it is different than what you think right And we talked about the feedback culture already. So create an open feedback culture and make sure there's room for mistakes because by making mistakes, you can really learn. So that's really helpful. And then finally, if you can create a team spirit through inclusion and diversity, we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion, but I always change it around. So I talk about inclusion first and then hmm. diversity and finally rewards the kind of behavior you want hmm. to have in your organization. Yeah. Yeah. So those would be my recommendations.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Those are super, super helpful. Um, thank you. This is this is insight filled conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> So those are all the big questions that I had, you know, again, thank you for your time, Marlene, where can the audience find you and your thought leadership?
1: All right. Well, you can either find me on LinkedIn, Marlene Stoffer. So feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, or you can find me on my website, which is www.360careers.nl.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thanks, Marlene.
1: Thank you, Harrison.